solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 14 Felix Felicis. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this, this is, is Potter Watch. Potter Watch. So this is going to be a little wackadoo today, guys, because I made a mistake today. Um, so the past week and a half, um, the, my Dunkin' Donuts on my route to work had disabled my ability to order my coffee on my phone before I drive there. Now, some of you might just say, just go into your Dunkin' Donuts. It's fine. Order your coffee. Leave five minutes earlier. That was unacceptable to me. I have a very strict morning ritual that is timed out perfectly, and adjusting it at all would have been ridiculous. So anyway, I've gone a week and a half without coffee. And then today, they finally re-enabled it, because I've been checking every morning. And I ordered it, got my coffee in my regular route, and then kept on going to work. Now, I slurped down this coffee so quickly because I had been missing it so much. And I usually, pre like this past year, pre actually even just a couple months ago, I've been having a lot of um, depression and anxiety lately because of what's happening in the world. So I need an extra kick. But I usually have a very strong reaction to caffeine, which has been depleted because I've been drinking coffee every day. But this week and a half has made it so I have no tolerance for coffee anymore. And so I drank it all and I've been on high alert since um, 9.30 this morning. And then at lunch, I was like, it'll be fine. I'm just in a good mood because I was excited about recording tonight. But I drank a Coke Zero, which also has caffeine. And so <laughs> you really don't drink soda. <laughs> and I never drink soda. But I was just like, what if I had a Coke Zero for lunch? Um, and so I drank this Coke Zero. And on top of the coffee, my hands are shaking. I have not been able to stop smiling since... But I mean, I have been excited to record today, so that has like added to it. Like, there's been a clear like endorphin hit kick too. But um, so I just I might be talking a mile a minute, and I hope you guys enjoy this crazy Alex that you are getting today. And I just want to highlight that you chose not to drink coffee for a week and a half because your app wasn't working. Like, didn't drink it at home. Didn't go somewhere else. One day I drank like a half a cup, like I made it in the Keurig where I work. But um, hot coffee is not the same for me. It doesn't give me the same joy. So I just, because I think naturally I'm not like a person that needs a cup of coffee every morning. Right. And you probably have like a special drink or something you get. Right. I mean, it's still, it's just a black coffee with, I mean, it's not black, but it's sugar. It's just a iced coffee with sugar, no milk. That's what I get. It's not a special drink. It's so normal. It brings me so much joy. It clearly makes my day happier. <laughs> but, um. You can buy those, like, from a grocery store. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Okay. You the know- ones at the grocery store have milk in them, and those make me feel sick, so I can't drink those. And then the Starbucks ones that are just like the cold brew Starbucks wrecks my stomach. Like, it, comp- I don't know what their uh, formula is for those things that you can buy at the store, because I've tried them before, and yeah. I mean, we don't have to linger on it. Um, I, I know. This is not important. We can even cut it if we don't feel it. I think it's funny. Um, but we just, you know, we have a lot to cover today. So we're doing chapter 14. Um, we are. Felix Felicis. And this is Molly's are, favorite chapter of this book. We are Felix f- f- feeling things. Right? Are, oh, Felix feelings. Yes, for sure. Um, Felix has feelings. Yeah, and so does everyone else in this chapter. Everyone else has <laughs> so many. What did you rename it? Uh, I was saying I feel like we've been hyping up this chapter since we've started this book. 
yeah. there's been a lot of build up. Honestly, since we started this podcast, a lot of build up. Honestly, exceeded expectations for me. <laughs> for sure. It's so funny. Well, I also forgot like how much stuff was like in this chapter, like the monster being introduced and like all of these other things happening. Like I didn't realize it was all in the same chapter. This chapter is loaded okay it's like um someone put an iv of um puberty into this chapter as i texted alex earlier it's like it's a doozy well well at first when you text me that i didn't know because i hadn't looked in classic gryffindor fashion was waiting till the very last minute i had i was at work and i hadn't looked at what this chapter was so when you said it's the chapter I, for some reason, thought it was, like, a really sad chapter. Like, I was like, is she talking about, is this the Draco in the bathroom chapter? Like, I was like, what chapter is this? Mm. Yeah. So I was like, what is this chapter? Um, But then, of course, when you said Felix Felix Felicis, I knew where we were. (laughs) I I got on board. Um, Yeah, because we haven't. Uh, recorded a chapter in a couple weeks. Right, because we took a break to do some some guest apps. Um, Oh, rename. (laughs) Sorry, I just looked at my haiku. Um, I renamed this chapter Borrowed Luck and Broken Hearts. Sweet. I said um, Little Monsters Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) that's really really good so fitting so true uh do you want a haiku first or do you want me to you haiku go ahead as quidditch games play gryffindor team gets lucky hormones rage for days (laughs) very fitting it tells exactly what happens in the chapter all right hormones are a rage (laughs) I think my hormones are raging now. Actually, that was was Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh, I'm not, you aren't ready. I'm not ready. No one's ready. Folklore is amazing. So my haiku is not a haiku this week. I did a tonka, like sometimes I do, which is five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, seven, seven. Okay. And this is um, about someone really special in this chapter. Her hair is flaming, roaring fire as she flies. Powerful, brave, wise, Harry's heart she is claiming. Let's hope her and Dean cut ties. I think someone's hormones are raging on this Zoom call for Ginny. (laughs) Um, always. So, um, I just, this was in retaliation to, um, a, a, a call, I mean, a, a conversation that I was truly offended by that Molly Weasley, Molly <laughs> Kathleen Wilson <laughs> told, texted me about this weekend, um, that occurred with one Siri Griff. So Molly, if you want to share with the. What? listeners about the offending conversation about Jenny oh yeah okay wait what was the context of this now um uh you're talking about like who the oh who the hottest character like reading was in the books therein lies well yes Griffin saying from the background therein uh, lies the problem it was a all that was asked was like, who is the hottest person? Well, and it was Billy and I talking about, it, I guess. So the hottest was woman it? in yeah. the universe. And we were just talking about the movies. Yeah, like, but we but said books. I look, I'm just saying, like, I wasn't thinking about the books, so and they were having a hard time coming up with it and like landed on Luna question mark. Yes. I, I and I texted Alex. Didn't say what my opinion was, but was just like, "Who's the hottest character in Harry Potter?" The hottest woman in Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we were talking about specifically women. Yeah. Didn't even question it. Obviously, it's Jenny. 
Yeah, I immediately texted back, it's Jenny. Like I, I was like, correct. <laughs> I I I just was one, I have many questions. So let's start with the unpacking of even if you were just doing the movies, Emma Watson is so clearly the option that it is not even funny. I think they did end up saying Emma Watson, but that's when they started talking about the movies. See, originally they were not talking about the movies. So yeah, any obvious book answer, Emma Watson is the clear movie answer. I have, I have so many cues about that. So many questions. I'm going to give Griffin a small benefit of the doubt and just say, if you asked him to name a Harry Potter character on like, in a, like in a high pressure situation, he'd just be like, Harry Potter, that's the only one I can think of. Like he just loses it. Like, yeah. But this that's- was not a high pressure situation. <laughs> yes, I, I will say that I had, I was throwing some shade with my Tonka slash haiku. But um, that's because this is such a Ginny chapter. Like if I were going to explain to someone, which I feel like I shouldn't have to, but explain to someone why Ginny is the hottest female character, I would just direct them instantly to this chapter because it encompasses a lot of what I have come to adore about her. Anyone that's like, I don't like Ginny, even in the books, I would definitely point to this chapter because we see her range of being a great human. Yes. I just, (laughs) I just, there's a, there's a note in here (laughs) that, that is literally, um, I, it, it says, I just could not be more in love with Jenny Weasley if I tried. Like, I just stopped taking regular notes. I, my champ was a really difficult one, this chapter. Um, yeah, that was my rat. I'm shaking my head. Let's get into it. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, I wanted to compliment Hermione and Ron for um, actually, like, contemplating the Big D, Big Daddy D lessons more than (laughs) Harry. They're like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Like, this is why he's probably showing you this. And Harry's like, yeah, I think it'll be important. But I don't really get it. Have you guys thought about why Draco's not going to be at the Quidditch? (laughs) Like... Um, I really want to beat Draco because I can't figure out what he's doing, so. so. um, they're like, yeah, so you saw Voldemort's childhood, huh? You met Voldemort's mom, like, that's really important, we should unpack that, and he's like, did you see Draco's face today? It seemed real sketchy. <laughs> um, yeah. Harry, Harry, Harry. <laughs> I like the casual drop that Hermione's like yeah I met Gwenoch Jones yeah I was like wait a second I want to meet Gwenoch Jones she had the she met Gwenoch Jones and then she had the nerve to be like mm, she seemed a little stuck up I thought All right, I, Hermione. How I feel about that <laughs> right Hermione <laughs> it's just because it's Quidditch I know Hermione, you need to get over this whole Quidditch thing. She gets to be a little um, stuck up, I think, if you're a famous female Quidditch player. Right. On the all-female, the only all-female Quidditch professional team in Britain. It also doesn't feel very, like, safe or secure that they're just bringing, like, random guests into the castle. Like, Slughorn's just like, yeah, I'll bring Gwynog in. I'll bring a vampire in. I didn't think about that. <laughs> We're in a war. Like, we don't know who's coming in. That is really true. I did not think about that. Mm. I think I'm, like, COVID on the brain, so I'm, like, hyper vigilant of gatherings. <laughs> Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance. <laughs> um, I have a question for she who must not be named. Why is she so obsessed with pus? Um, they could be doing literally anything else. Did you say pus or puss? Well, yeah. Well, that, there's a there's a lot in that, and I just want you guys to sit with that and really 
think about what that means. We're not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch it, but I think it was brilliant. Well done, Molly. Um, um, yeah, she, well, especially with herbology in particular, like everything is pussy. No, I can't say that word. <laughs> well, I was taking, um, so uh, I was nannying today and I uh, take, um, he, when he's like out trading Pokemon with his friends, I just have to watch and I can be doing other things because I'm way too uncool to be anywhere near that situation. So um, I was taking notes as I was like watching him today and I felt so weird about writing any curse words in my notes. <laughs> so I was writing pus and then I was like, is that okay? What if he finds it? <laughs> But I was like, that's just a word, Alex. That's the word. But he would find it and, like, say it a lot out loud. Right. So a lot of my notes have, like, secret curse words in them. Also, (laughs) it would be hard-pressed for him to probably, like, read your notes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, he can read fully. I know, but you're, like, but uh, I'm assuming you're not. My handwriting is bad. Yeah. Yeah. No. And also, like, I folded it up and put it in my bag immediately, but I just had, like, horror store, like, flashbacks of, like, what if he finds it? Um, I'm at Ron and Hermione. I'm not quite there yet. Okay. I just want to, like, shout out to Slughorn for fully trying to reroute, replan his party around Harry's schedule. Harry's an important guy. He's pressed. <laughs> I like that he's so obsessed with getting Harry there. And then, like, in, in, like, a couple of chapters, Harry's gonna, like, flip it on him and, like, yeah, you wanted to hang out with me. Well, great, now we can get this memory. And then he's like, um, I'm really busy right now, actually, and I don't think we have time for these parties. <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, now I'm at Ron and Harry, too. We're just shaking our heads right now. It's um, a big SMH kind of moment. Ron is <laughs> ducking this up. I would really love to underline the line, get off with McClagan. We've we've read that fan fiction. I, I was like, get off? Is that the is that the word the wording we we still want to use? Ron. I mean, we see later how you deal with a snog with Victor. Yikes. Yikes. And then he, like, has, Ron has the audacity to, like, look pleased with himself. Right. When Hermione, despite all of his bullcrap, asks him out, by the way, good for her. Good for her. She, she deigns. She deigns. And he, he deigned to ask him out after he was being a full butt. And then he looks pleased with himself and then ruins everything. Um, just for the listeners, this is obviously when Hermione, when Ron's pouting about not getting invited to Slughorn's special Christmas party, and Hermione's like, well, actually, if you were if you would stop to listen. Um, we're allowed to invite guests, and I was gonna invite you if you wanted to go. Hmm. Mm. And Ron's all like blushy and grinny. <laughs> and Harry's like, <laughs> I just yes. It, this my next note was about Harry, and I was like, and you know they're actually flirting, and they both understand it's an ask out because Harry understands it's an ask out, and that boy understands nothing about romance so if harry is picking up on the subtext ron so are you my favorite okay so harry's like um clearly upset yes um he's like trying to be in the other room and but has remained there so he's in fact not in the other room but he's like it was not as though he was really surprised that Harry. It's just like he so badly was trying to be oblivious about it. And he's like, I guess I can't ignore it now. Like, I know what I love about this is I'm like, Harry, just leave. 
like Harry, you could leave. He's being such a cock block. I mean, they are like in class together, I guess. But oh, yeah. I forgot that they're like in class. But like he had gone to get a pod or something. Right. Like busy yourself, boy. Like, get out of here. <laughs> We've been waiting for this for six books. Leave Harry. That's how I feel that I have the exact same note to Harry in the future when it's the seventh book and they kiss for the first time. I'm like, we've been waiting seven books for this. <laughs> Leave, Harry. <laughs> Although yeah. stay like in a corner somewhere because we're in your point of view and so we can't see them kiss if you're not there. Right. But I wish you would just be quiet and I can forget you're there. <laughs> oh, and then he like breaks the bowl and like interrupts them. Like Harry. I know. Harry. I mean, Jenny goes after Ron appropriately but also like harry can't deal with people snogging (laughs) or like having any kind of emotion he's like oh no what was that i hated it i mean in his head he makes a good point like it would be weird if they started dating and then even worse if they broke up right like he says all the right things in his head about the miss the miss about his misgivings about what might happen in that situation not unwarranted his misgivings oh right yeah I I mean I think these are similar things that would go on in my head if I were in like a trio friend group and you know it's like what happens I feel like I would be much more evolved about it than Harry well that's not hard to be emotional I know I'm not patting myself on the back (laughs) (laughs) that was more of a dig at Harry not a dig at you (laughs) I know but it need be said that being better at emotional stuff than Harry is not really a a hard feat he's like so in denial about his own feelings like I'm at the part where he's like talking to Dean and he's like this is just one of the reasons why it's difficult but like nothing is being said yet about his feelings for Ginny and he's just like it was really hard for me to tell Dean he like became a chaser or something like that Harry, get it together. Get your shit in order. Get your house in order, man. That's what I was saying. Clean house, honey. Clean house of those feelings. Figure them out. Um, I'm happy for Dean. That's what my next note is. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he gets his chance at playing Chaser. This is kind of a good, this is a good book for Dean. Like, he gets, like, a real plot with Ginny and... The the chaser stuff. Like, he actually is a real character. (laughs) And not just, like, a sidekick to Seamus. Because, like, Seamus, I guess, had his moment in the fourth one. Yikes. Or the fifth one, whenever that was. The fifth one, when he's like, my mass says. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) the fifth one. But it's really sad and unnecessary that a bird took a shit on Seamus. Like, (laughs) there was Uh. no need for that. I also just like love the ship Demas. So for me, this feels like a double whammy on Seamus too. I was thinking that too. And I'm like, you and Harry should get together on this and break them. Yeah, and chat about how you want Jenny and Seamus is like, ah, I'm so in love with Dean. And then Harry would does not have the emotional capacity for that conversation. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. He sure don't. He sure don't. Seamus does though. I feel like if anyone is doing it, Seamus comes up to Harry and is like, can we talk about it? <laughs> yeah. But Seamus probably thinks Harry's in love with Draco because that's also true. I can see how one might be confused by the way Harry is always looking at the Slytherin table. Sure. It's a bisexuality conundrum. We understand. It's okay. I have some sass at everyone who's like, Harry has selected a couple people from his year to be on the Quidditch team. I'm like, he's in sixth year and he's Gryffindor captain. You can, so let's talk about pools here. So the pool is only Gryffindor students. And then first years don't, aren't an option. And then second and third years probably aren't as good as the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh years. So... 
he really doesn't have like a lot of people to choose from. Let's take out all of the people that just don't care about quitting. Right. And then let's also take out all the people who are already on the team. That's a small group. Right. It's from the group of people that tried out. I really don't understand this critique on Harry as a captain. That also like Seamus also tried out so like he was one of the people which was also in his dorm yeah also the team is not predominantly people in his year it's just ron it's just ron Ron's the only person and then he added dean so i i have That's a lot of questions about to katie right to katie who was not in his year so I just, I was very upset about that. I feel like it's an unwarranted claim and Harry is actually a very good captain. Also, it was like a very public tryout so people would have known that Dean did well. Yeah. Because Harry, like, well, we obviously know what's in Harry's head. Like, he's not going to just choose Dean lightly here. Right. I was upset. It's honestly still wild to me how well Ron did at tryouts. This display of sportsmanship is astounding at how bad he is. Truly, truly. Ron just has like a lot of undiagnosed performance anxiety. And a real temper. Oh, for sure. Of course he has a temper, though. That, that's like, been diagnosed. That's been diagnosed. That's a key part of his character. Also, something that runs in the Weasley family. Um, speaking of which, some channel it better than others. Um, I have a note. Here we go. This is about, I'm mostly talking about Harry's hormones here. I'm going to let Jim read it, but I'll read it for right now. Oh, wait, I'm not quite, I'm not at the monster. Okay. I'm at, um, I'm at God bless Ginny effing Weasley at the, um, at the practice because she has a great line that I feel like we can't skip over, which is you seemed too busy to call him a prat. So like Ron misses a goal and then it hits some, uh, another person on the team's nose or something. And injures them and Jenny's like what are you doing you prat and then Harry's like don't call him a prat or something like you're not the captain right and then Jenny's like um you seem too busy to call him a prat incredible truly incredible iconic Harry is not even mad he laughs because he's into it and I love that banter and she's right she's so right (sighs) I just thought it was very cute. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I ship them so hard here. I do too. All right, now I'm there. And I'll let you do the honors. All right. I'm just reading it back. Holy moly. Okay. It was as though something large and scaly erupted into life in Harry's stomach, clawing at his insides. Hot blood seemed to flood his brain so that all thought was extinguished, replaced by a savage urge to jinx Dean into a jelly. Wrestling with this sudden madness, he heard Ron's voice as though from a great distance away. Oi! Dean and Ginny broke apart and looked around. What? said Ginny. I don't want to find my own sister snogging people in public. This was a deserted corridor till you came butting in, said Ginny. Dean was looking embarrassed. He gave Harry a shifty grin, but Harry did not return, as the newborn monster inside him was roaring for Dean's instant dismissal from the team. There's a lot to unpack there. There's one little quote that I think you missed about feeling like the blood is being drained from his body, in which I have um, helpfully added as a footnote, all the blood wasn't exiting his body, it was just going to another part of his body. That is a really good point. Yeah. So. To his penis. To his <laughs> penis. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that for the listeners. Well, we said puss. We got to say penis. Yeah. We got to even it out. <laughs> this is a raunchy one. 
the family that I nanny for asked me if the kids could listen to our podcast. And I was like, absolutely not. And on that note, you may not either. (laughs) Right. I mean, they wouldn't because I don't think they're like huge Harry Potter fans. I think the dad likes it. But it was so funny. I was like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. It is R-rated. I was fully a problem with them. I was like, we both have jobs where we are somehow involved with children or young people and we can't curse and we just let it out on the podcast. It's for adults. (laughs) The cursing is really the least of the problem. Yeah, for sure. We are X-rated in other ways. I don't have a lot of notes on this section. Like, I just have some random notes like, drag him, Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, I have similar notes. I have, yas, Jenny, call him out. (laughs) Ron sucks in this chapter. Yeah, so Ron is like, I don't want people talking about my, because we've walked in on Jenny and Dean making out, basically. So then Ron is like, I don't want people thinking like, my sister's uh, doesn't finish his sentence, is clearly going to say whore or slut or slag, something of those words. And, um... And then Jenny and Jenny calls him out, really just like drags him through the mud. Like there's nothing clean about Ron because he is full of the crap that Jenny is just spewing on him. Like we can put another quote in. Yeah, I think we've got to because it's just such a thorough read. Everything she's saying about him. Right, said Jenny, tossing her long red hair out of her face and glaring at Ron. Let's get this straight once and for all. It is none of your business who I go out with or what I do with them, Ron. Yeah, it is, said Ron, just as angrily. Do you think I want people saying my sister's a... A what? shouted Ginny, drawing her wand. A what? Exactly. He doesn't mean anything, Ginny, said Harry automatically, though the monster was roaring its approval of Ron's words. Oh, yes, he does, she said, flaring up at Harry. Just because he's never snogged anyone in his life, just because the best kiss he's ever had is from our Auntie Muriel. Shut your mouth, bellowed Ron, bypassing red and turning maroon. No, I will not, yelled Ginny beside herself. I've seen you with phlegm, hoping she'll kiss you on the cheek every time you see her. It's pathetic. If you went out and got a bit of snogging done yourself, you wouldn't mind so much that everyone else does it. Ron had pulled out his wand, too. Harry stepped swiftly between them. You don't know what you're talking about, Ron roared, trying to get a clear shot at Ginny around Harry, who was now standing in front of her with his arms outstretched. Just because I don't do it in public! Ginny screamed with derisive laughter, trying to push Harry out of the way. Been kissing Pigwidgeen, have you? Or have you got a picture of Auntie Muriel stashed under your pillow? You! A streak of orange light flew under Harry's left arm and missed Ginny by inches. Harry pushed Ron up against the wall. Don't be stupid! Harry's snug Cho Chang! shouted Ginny, who sounded close to tears now. And Hermione's snug Victor Crumb! It's only you who acts like it's something disgusting, Ron, and that's because you've got about as much experience as a twelve-year-old. Also, like, he's, before he even tries to use that lame excuse, like, what will people say, he's just upset because he's uncomfortable, which, yes, it would be uncomfortable to walk in on your sibling making out, but uh, this is my note also, like, later, because he also then gets upset about the idea that Hermione, a single-ass woman, made out with a guy she was dating, and he's upset about it, and I was like, Where do you get off on the audacity, once again, that you have any right to how somebody acts in a relationship that you're not in? Like, I just was so angry at his, like, I just can't even imagine feeling angry because that something like that would happen. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. I completely agreed. I was so mad at Ron. And... 
uh, beyond and yes it goes beyond the slut shaming which is truly inexcusable in both instances with Hermione and with Jenny but I was just like Ron you are on my list today boy yeah you and I, I mean I think you're on my list the, the slut shaming is obviously horrible but I also don't think he that's even like what he's really that's not even the point for him it's more like yeah yes he's being prudish and then the whole Hermione Hermione thing is obviously just jealousy but like how dare it come out like that? You have no rights here, like, to say anything. Especially how he treated her in the fourth one. Exactly. Like, yes, another man took interest in this beautiful woman. Like, Yeah, some other man wasn't just like, you're a girl, Hermione. Emotion of a teaspoon. Um, I was so angry. I was seething. We needed this interlude of Harry, Ginny, um, musings. Yes. Um, Like not even computing what's happening. I want you to know that generally I check when I'm um, finished with a note. And with this rod note, I subconsciously made an X. Like, I didn't check it that we had finished talking about it. I made an X to cross it out. I was still clearly upset. Like Yes, I said, I said before, oh boy, Harry, this is a conundrum. I've said it before. I get why people don't ship Ron and Hermione Somehow I still do, but this made me so angry. I think, I think Ron and Hermione are like textbook. They go back and forth. Used to Melza I mean, Robbins I don't to blame tears. myself for shipping You Romani. shut up and I leave it alone, shouted Pete, <laughs> who was about two thirds Ron's height, though admittedly carrying a heavy bat. Enough, bellowed Harry, episode. who had seen Ginny glowering in Ron's direction and <laughs> remembering her that. reputation <laughs> as an accomplished <laughs> caster of the bat bogey hex, soared over to intervene before things got out of hand. Peaks. Go and yeah. pack up the bludgers. Yeah, Demelza, pull yourself together. Yes. You played really well today. Um, Ron, he waited until the rest of the team were out of earshot really, before saying same. it. You're my best mate, but carry on treating the rest of them like this and I'm going to kick you off the team. Yeah, he really on. thought for yeah. a moment that Ron might hit him, but then this, something like much worse happened. Ron seemed to sag on his broom. All the fight ran out of him and he said, I resign. And he's I'm like pathetic. newborn. Has this you're child not never pathetic. masturbated before? And you're not resigning, said Harry fiercely, <laughs> Why is seizing Ron by the front of his robes. <laughs> you can save anything when you're on form. He's had so much it's a mental uh, problem you've got. Right, you're calling me Alice. mental. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. They glared I, I at each other for a moment. Then Ron shook his head wearily. I know you haven't got any time to find another keeper. As someone who so spends a lot of but time we lose, analyzing and we will, sexuality, I'm taking I myself felt, off the I team. said that like it was nothing, nothing but Harry I said do made think any difference. we all need to think about he how He tried boosting Ron's confidence all through dinner, but Ron was too busy so being grumpy and surly to, like, with Hermione to notice. Harry persisted in the common yeah. room that evening, but his assertion that the whole team would be devastated if Ron left was somewhat yeah. undermined by and the I fact captain. that the rest of the team yeah, was sitting in a captain, huddle in a distant corner, um, clearly muttering about Ron and casting him nasty looks. Finally, Harry tried getting angry again in the hope of provoking Ron into a defiant like, and hopefully goal-saving attitude. <laughs> But this strategy what? did not appear to work any better than encouragement. Ron went to bed as dejected and hopeless no as ever. Harry no lay awake for a very we long time in the darkness. He did he not like, want to lose to the upcoming match. Not only was um, it his first as captain, kind of but he was Harry determined to beat Draco Malfoy at Quidditch, even if he could not yet prove his suspicions about him. Yet if Ron played as he had done in the last few practices, their chances of winning were very slim. If only there was something he could do to make Ron pull himself together, make him play at the top of his form, something that would ensure that Ron had a really good day. Answer came to would Harry make a good in teacher one sudden because he really understands, which is crazy because he has no like social intelligence, but he really does understand 
how to get people to do their best work. Like he and knows that if he chastises Ron in front of the whole team, that Ron's confidence will be completely shot. Yeah. Like he'll have no chance. Right. He's already behave- we're, we're doing yeah. so badly. And I think he knows Ron really well. Right. He knows Ron very well. Um, but it, I just was thinking about that where I was like, I think that's really smart of Harry. Um, and then also the whole, obviously the whole Felix Felicis thing, I think is very clever and smart and like, is it's, it's necessary to understand how people work and how, you know, psychology works really for Harry to have pulled that off. Um, there was one quick thing before that. Uh, about Peaks, one of the beaters. Yeah. Um, he says, you shut up and leave her alone <laughs> to Ron about to melt. <laughs> and he's like two thirds Ron's height. I just, that image was so sweet to me. I love Peaks. Peaks is my champ, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, secondary. <laughs> um, and then I have a quick cue about, to, for Jim Dale. Mm-hmm. What is this lavender voice? I don't remember the lavender voice. I wish I could find it here. I'm going to try and find it really quick because it is something special. It's um, it's something special. It's really crazy. <laughs> um, Cheer up, Ron, called Lavender. I know you'll be brilliant. There it is! Yes, yes. It's very weird. It's so, like, cracked and, like, old lady. It's cracked, and it also, like, she's not speaking her full... Like, it sounds like she has, like, a weird kind of list. She had, what, one? (laughs) It sounds like an 80-year-old woman. I just was very... I had some questions for you, Jim, about what that choice was. This is the best acting of Harry's life when he fakes this whole Felix Felicis thing. I agree. And also, like, he tricks Hermione. Yeah. To well. And Hermione plays right into his hands. Right into it. I wish he had told Hermione the truth as soon as Ron walked away. Like, there was... Too. I know for the book, for the chapter, the reader, we should believe it too. Like it's more fun that way. But he, should, it should have just been like Harry whispered something to Hermione and then went on. Like we didn't even have to hear it. Like right, right. And then, but I do love his little jab at her when he says, "Confunded anyone lately?" Yeah. I mean, I'm with Hermione. It's not the same. It's not the same, but it is a good jab. It is. (laughs) It's a good jab. I, yeah. She's really angry about this cheating. Yeah, and, like, I think she's been upset the whole game. Like, I, and I have, I'll probably say it again later, but I think she handled it the right way. Like, I think she learned from the firebolt incident and, like, Yeah, and I don't think she would have told on them. I think she just really wanted them to know what they did was wrong. Like, even if she had, fa- like, even if Harry had never said that he didn't actually do it, I think she would have looked at him very differently, but I don't think she would have actually told a professor. Yeah, but if she- he did something again, I'm sure she would have. Oh, right, if he continued to do it, but I, yeah. But this was way better, because it was like, you you knew, yeah. you had it in you all along, which we already knew that, because Ron had a great game last book. Right. And I, I just think this was such a great way to do it, Harry. But I also don't think Harry would have cheated. I don't think he would have ever actually done that. No, I don't think so either. Um, this, Yeah, this was a very brilliant plan, especially for Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to point up some other um, dreary incidents just really quickly. He's ill. What's wrong with him? Um. All right, Harry. No, this is great. But no, where is he? (laughs) Where is he? Last time he didn't play because he was ill. He was actually just pretending. So is he pretending now? Also, we had to reschedule the game. Can we reschedule it for him? He needs to be here. They always pair these, like, Jenny things with Draco stuff. (laughs) I am just saying... 
clearly she who just not who she who must not be named wasn't thinking about this but we don't care about her it's what we think and clearly she has unbeknownst to herself created a bisexual harry potter who is very confused there's a lot of subtext subtext is there um i don't know if this is a point up but i zacharias sucks but i love it like i love him commentating and being so mean (laughs) i think it's funny my note says Zacharias Smith literally go fuck yourself. He's the worst. And I think it adds color to the track. It does add color. It's very funny. It's very funny coming off having Dean usually, con- not Dean, having uh, uh, Lee Jordan. That was almost very racist. I was like, <laughs> you just mix up your black characters. Commentating uh, the Quidditch match. Um um I think I think it's funny but I I got upset I was actively upset again because they're bringing up this thing about Harry that I feel like is unfounded he's not just putting his friends on the team like you could make the argument everyone in Gryffindor is his friend it's his house I don't and it's not like he's it's like the whole school is having one Hogwarts Quidditch team. You literally have to pick within your house. So I don't understand. Wood had the same team for four years and never had tryouts. There was never tryouts. I just have so many feelings about it it made me so mad but he got his comeuppance again once again jenny took care she cleaned up house jenny cleaned house my girl um but okay but i before we get there it's still a jenny hype but it's not quite that one this queen scored six goals in a row. In a row. I, I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. She is carrying the Gryffindor Quidditch team on her broom, okay? Harry almost misses the goddamn snitch. That's what I know. I was a little peeved at Harry. I think he got a little ego, like, in his britches. Like, <laughs> oh, my plan is working perfectly. I'm going to conduct Weasel. I'm like... You have a job to do. <laughs> and I kind of think that the other teams deserve to get that snitch. And he pulled a Draco Malfoy move to get it. Me for sure. I said that too. I said, um, are you, is that cheating a little bit? Are you taking from your boyfriend's like playbook right there? What was that? For context, he like says, oh, how much did Malfoy pay you to play to um, the other the other seeker um and i'm just saying i'm pretty sure draco has done that in a game so he so just to clarify harry says this to him as he's about to catch the snitch so it distracts him and then harry catches the snitch yeah like he literally fumbles a smart move i'm not gonna like take that away from harry but it also is a little sketch like i don't think it's cheating but it's cheap Yes, it's cheap. It's a cheap shot. It's a cheap shot for sure. Um, And yeah, I think you need to stay grounded there. Figuratively. Don't be a James. And this is where I come to the point where my love for Jenny Leasley is overflowing my whole system. And so I just can't even write a concise note. I just have to talk about how much I love her. But this note is in reference to when at the end of the game and they have won, she flies into the um, commentating stand where Zachariah Smith has been spewing garbage and like knocks him over. And then she just like flies away and says, oh no, I didn't break. Amazing. Not just that. She says it to Professor McGonagall. Sorry, yeah. Professor. <laughs> so good. She's thriving. She's thriving. She, she is, is living her best goddamn life. She is. 
she there's I just Harry is so lucky I just really don't I want him to take a look at his life and look at his choices and I want him to understand that he has a gift in Jenny Weasley I think he does recognize I know he knows yeah I think he's actually incredibly respectful and like gives Jenny like the proper props like even in this book like yeah I really like respect how Harry is in the relationship he's done some growth again things will bring up in the next episode that we record but I do think in general Harry and Jenny have a really healthy relationship and a healthy way of communicating which is mostly on Jenny but I do think that they both have I think Harry is also, like, I would say equally, like, I think we see a lot of, like, maturity, how he handles the relationship. Yeah, so I think, and I think that will go into their future. So yeah. even in fan fiction, if I write that they don't end up together, I always write that they have good, like, communication and that they stay friends because I just think they have such a good foundation and of their relationship that they can really handle the ups and downs the twists and turns the different shades yeah um Uh, I'm at the note about Hermione I think she talked to them the correct way yeah Harry said it I also feel really bad for her this reveal it's like not a good look it's very sad it's not fair for her and then Ron like really rubs it in I said, Ron, seriously, shut the fuck up. Like, you literally just said it. And she tries to say that. Like, he, like, how do you talk to somebody like that? Like, especially if you're in love with them. It's awful. It's awful. It's sad. He needs to get some some therapy. <laughs> He does. He does. Understatement of the year. But <laughs> yep. Uh, and then I said, oh no, Ron and Lav Lav. And then I said, Hermione, my baby girl. <laughs> I think Harry's like, I don't know how to tell her that this is all because she like made out with Victor Crumb like three years ago. But I feel like Harry should have tried to like tell her about what happened but I also get that that's like hard to explain right I also don't yeah I also think he like feels weird loyalty to Ron but I do love that Harry like speaking of Harry having good communication and respecting women he goes and checks on Hermione that's my so sweet like he looks around the first when he sees that he doesn't want to be like bro Ron good luck thumbs up he does he immediately is like oh no where's Hermione sees her run away and then immediately follows after to check on her and I just good my secondary champ is Harry I know I was thinking that too when I my champ is Henny yeah (laughs) um um I I also was just like yeah good job Harry um I call him Jerry because I don't like Henny. I think Jerry is just as bad. <laughs> Jerry's like funny though because it sounds like Jerry. That's also not how Jenny is spelled though. Like it would be Gary. Well, I say Jerry. Like, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, but the like Jenny is spelled with a G. So the just sound would be a gut if you were going to change it to Gary, you know? But Jenny's a soft G. Yeah. Um, Gary's funny too. Gary is funny. <laughs> I'm fine with Gary. <laughs> I should Gary. I really love Gary, don't you? <laughs> the fuck is Gary? <laughs> People will be like, "Are you saying Drary?" <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Um, I like the sprinkling of Ramilda Vane we've been getting like in the last few chapters. Like, oh, yeah. I'm about to have her moment to shine. Yeah, that's some good writing. Like, they just, um, it's just mentioned that Harry like walks by her a couple of times, but it's like yeah. she's gonna play a bit of a role here later. She's peeping. <laughs> 
she Harry's not casually walking by. She has placed herself right. there to be walked by, which is like a classic teen girl move. Like she's like, oh no, I just happen to be here. Do you want to see me, Harry? <laughs> we we've been also watching Insecure. <laughs> so funny because I did not see it coming um but like there's like a meet cute or whatever of Molly and Lawrence and she calls her immediately she's like I had to walk by four times till he saw me and I was like oh I did not know that was planned like it was so funny yes it was like perfectly executed um amazing sometimes Molly has like oh wait Molly or Molly did it for Issa. For Issa, yes. She, like, accidentally bumped into Lawrence. Yes, okay, now I remember. I was like, I, I haven't seen season two in a while. Yeah. So I was like, what? But oh my, yeah. Insecure has all of those great moments. It really is like the girl, it's a girlfriend's show. I really love the bird magic. What? I really love the bird magic. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, it's very, she's very talented. She's very talented and I think it's lovely sounding. Like the, the way it's described, like when she's sad, like them just circling over her head. Um, I know, but she gets them in the end. Yo, oh, oh, she gets them, gets him. And I just want to say, I can't remember who this is in my life. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry if I'm calling you out, but I'm going to because I remember being very annoyed when you said this and I will continue to be annoyed about it. They tried to claim that it was abusive that Hermione sends these birds at him. They were like, Ron was hurt. Like she like attacks him. Oh, have we not heard Ron this whole fucking chapter? Also, Ron makes sure everyone knows that he was attacked. And I'm using quotes. Same. I just, I remember being assaulted with that conversation. And I was like, I don't know if I can really respond to that because you were clearly not on the same <laughs> brain wave as me on this whole Romione situation and I just think that we're just gonna have to agree to disagree because <laughs> I don't know how you can at all be like Hermione hurt Ron she was who's also like anti-Hermione like that besides Esther <laughs> it was clearly it wasn't Esther Esther hasn't read that far yet but I think she'll be on Hermione's side here I would like to hope Oh yeah, because I yeah for sure. But um, I didn't have any more notes. But I do. I do have a quiz question. Um, same. I don't have any notes. Go ahead. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts. Teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Give me, give me that cue. What does Ron end up drinking that has the fake Felix Felicis in it? Pumpkin juice. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, what is the password to the Gryffindor common room? I also have another one. I have no idea. It's drilly growl. Oh. It's just like her, um, Ron like grumbles it. <laughs> it's like, gilly growl. <laughs> um, but yeah. Did you want to say your other one? No, it's not. It, we talked about it, so it wasn't. God. I think we know our champs. Yeah. My champ is Pigwidgeon, who was mentioned <laughs> briefly in this chapter. I'm just kidding. Um, and my champ, like Ginny? Yeah. Yeah. My champ is clearly Ginevra Molly Weasley. There is no other options except for maybe Harry, but Ginny fully outshines him she shines um and there's no other option for rat in my opinion than mr rooney waslib rooney waslib had a real bad chapter and we were clearly giving him the rat although if ron hadn't been such a prat this chapter i think zachariah smith would have been a good contender yeah i gave it 115 points 
I gave it 150 points. This I is like, like one of my favorite chapters yeah. in this book. It, if not, like in my garbage mind, it's like my favorite chapter of this book. I felt like I went low, but I feel I feel fine. I mean, 115 is high. Yeah. Like, that's um, a high, that's like over 100 points. And my tattoo would be one of those birds that will peck a man to death if they dare to uh, incredible betray me. Ideal. Um, ooh, yeah. I just am having an image actually of like a Hermione sitting. Ooh, oh my God. This might be an actual, because I've been really trying to, I've been wanting to do a Hermione like artist tattoo like get someone to design the tattoo artist obviously to design like a Hermione tattoo which is like all in silhouette it's not gonna have her face Mm -hmm. but it's like her sitting down with like a book open and I think she could have like her wand up and then like the birds birds circling her head that would be really cute yeah Ooh, look at that look at that um tune in for Next chapter, 15, The Unbreakable Vow. Boom, boom, boom. Um, in the meantime, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.